0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Hey, friends, it is Tuesday morning, and I am recording Sunday's podcast because I forgot to record the podcast on Sunday while we were at Higher Ground. Uh, And so I thought I would record it just for folks who weren't able to be there and and re preach this message. Uh, We spent last Sunday wrapping up our sermon series on finding home, where we took four Sundays to to look at what the scriptures say about our pursuit of home. And so we covered topics like where does our longing for home come from? Where does it originate from? What does scripture say about that? Abby taught a couple weeks ago on our calling as Jesus followers to create a home for others, namely through hospitality. And then last week, I talked about some common misconceptions about our forever home, heaven, and what the scripture has to say about our eternal home. And Sunday, what we talked about was finding your church home. And specifically, how does one go about doing that? When when we look for a church home, is it like, do we approach it like shopping for an apartment or, or for a house? Or is it more involved in that? Is, is it more detailed? And specifically, what do the scriptures have to say about finding a church home? And so what I did on Sundays, I offered four questions. I submitted four questions to folks to, to ask themselves um, when looking for a church home now before I go into these questions and go over these four questions with you uh, I want to start by saying in no way Am I suggesting that our church is the right church home for you? I'm I didn't frame these four questions to set it up so that our church would Would be the answer for all these four questions because we realized that our church isn't for everyone <laughs> and we don't want it to be for everyone. Um, You know, one of the things about a local church is that every local church that preaches the good news of Jesus has a unique kingdom expression. And our church is just one of many unique kingdom expressions in our area who's trying to be faithful to who God called us to be. And because God's kingdom is so vast and so rich Chances are one local church assembly isn't going to be able to reflect God in his entirety or God's kingdom in its entirety, which is why we need multiple local churches. And that means it's silly for for churches to compete with one another. Churches instead should be rooting for each other and thankful that there's a multitude of different kingdom expressions in their area that are teaching and preaching and demonstrating the gospel of Jesus. So in no way am I wanting to use this sermon to try to convince you to be part of our church. In fact, it might do the opposite. And that's okay. Um... I have been part of four different churches in my lifetime, and and each one of those churches played a special formative role during specific seasons of my life. And I hope that this sermon helps you discern how to find the right church wherever you find yourself in your journey with God, whether that be here or 10 years down the road in another geographical location. And you know, Jesus said this, that he was building his church. And so being a part of that is a worthwhile endeavor. And so I want to submit these four questions to you, questions to ask yourself when you're trying to find a church home. And, and I'll just unpack each one. The first question that is appropriate to ask yourself when you're looking for a home church is, what local church does God want me to be part of? And you might think, well, does God really care? I mean, as long as you're going to church, does he really care what church you're going to? And I would argue yes. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we find the Apostle Paul teaching the Corinthian church about local church. And he uses the metaphor of the human body to help us understand how God envisioned the church to function. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18, he says this. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. And so the idea of of this verse is the Apostle Paul's communicating that just like God places each body part where it is for a reason, like our eyes are on our, our head, not on our kneecaps, our hands are attached to our arms not to our back J- just like god places each body part where it is for a reason so so it can do its work so it can function at its maximum capacity god does the same thing with the church that he puts us in local churches just where he wants us and so he's very interested and invested in finding the right church home for you ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household. Verse 20, Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. And so one of the things that we should do when we're trying to find a home church is to ask ourselves the question, what church does God want me to be part of? And that involves prayer, right? Inviting God into the process, asking Him where He wants you to be. The second question we should ask ourselves when we're looking for a home church, is are the bones good? Are the bones good? You know, when I was buying my house in Williston back in 2008, um, we found our house and, and we knew there was going to be some issues with it because it was in our price range. And we we looked through and saw some issues for sure, but then we, we paid for someone to come and inspect the house with us. Because our thinking was, if we're going to invest in a house, we want to make sure that it's solid, it's sturdy, there's no cracks in the foundation, there aren't any red flags, that it's not a bad investment. See, investing in a church is like investing in a home. It requires an inspection. Because if we're going to invest a season of our lives into a local church, we, we do need to do some work. We need to find out, is it solid? Is it sturdy? Is it safe? Is the, Are there cracks in the foundation? Are there any red flags? You know, here's some good questions to ask yourself. Is, is the church Jesus-centered? Do they handle the scriptures well? Here, here's a big one. Are there accountabilities? Are, are there checks and balances among the leadership? How, how does the church handle conflict? Are, are there any hints of secrecy or manipulation or control? These are all the kinds of questions that you want to you ask and inspect the church home to find out. You, you might be thinking, Adam, we're talking about church. There's none of this, these things that you're mentioning. Well, unfortunately, churches are comprised of people imperfect people imperfect human beings with with all sorts of baggage myself included um we're all what I, what i would call hypocrites in transition right <laughs> Um, we're aspiring towards following Jesus, but we're not all together yet. And so churches have issues just like people have issues. And, and churches have issues specifically because they're comprised of imperfect people. And so you'll never find a perfect church, right? Just just read the New Testament epistles, which are letters in the Bible, in the New Testament, that are written to specific churches addressing specific problems, Because churches are comprised of people, and so there's going to be problems, there's going to be issues. And yet God chooses to invite imperfect people like you and me to participate in his church, to participate in his redemptive plan. So while you'll never find the perfect church, you still have to inspect the bones. Are the bones good? All right, the third question that we talked about on Sunday when looking for a home church are what's the community like? What's the community like? More, more specifically, what are the people who make up the community like? See, I'm guessing that that your neighborhood or your town or the community that you live in has an ethos. And that ethos is created by the structures and the, the houses and the, and the parks and the people who, who live there. And churches are like that too. Churches have an ethos and they're comprised, that ethos is created by the structures and the people who are part of it. And so what are the structures and the people like? Is is the church diverse but unified around Christ? Is it is it welcoming? Is there a pastoral environment? You know, one thing that that I've learned over the years is that it's really impossible for me to pastor, as the pastor of the church, to pastor everybody. But what I can do is is help create and nurture a pastoral environment. So look for that. Is there a pastoral environment? Um, Are the people interested in growing in their faith and getting closer to Jesus, becoming more like Jesus? doing the things that Jesus did like those are great questions to ask what what's the community like it, it, it here's another one is is there room for you to serve to contribute to participate um here's a big one can you find friends there you know one thing i continue to be convinced of is that people aren't looking for a friendly church they're looking for friends and so can you find friends to journey with, even if they're different than you? And, and, and probably it's best if they are different than you. You know, I, I love the dynamic of a multi-generational church where there's diversity, um, socioeconomic diversity, racial diversity, but centered around Christ, unified around Christ. And so those are great questions to ask when considering question three, what's the community like? And then the fourth and final question I'll submit to you today is is this. Do the church's aspirational values align with some of your own? Do the church's aspirational values align with some of your own? And I use the word aspirational intentionally because no church has arrived. Right, we, we, Every church has values that they aspire towards, but they have not fully embodied those. And so d- does what the church value aspirationally align with some of your own values, your own aspirational values? Again, if local churches are in fact unique kingdom expressions, then they're going to focus on different aspects of who God is. And what his kingdom is like. For instance, one church might really care about excellence. You go to their gatherings, and 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 you can see that they're 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 focused on presentation, and it's so good. You you look around, and you're like everything is done so well here. Another church might emphasize biblical instruction. They might have really good Bible teachers and preachers, and and whenever there's teaching and preaching. Um, everyone's just drawn close to, to the Lord. Uh, another expression might be worship. They might have really expressive worship. Or a church might have um, a focus or emphasis on mission work overseas. Or strengthening families. Maybe the church is really good at just equipping families and parents and, and children. Or, or maybe a church has a strong emphasis on justice and reform. Or they're they're great at contemplative practices, or uh, they have a knack for evangelism and and sharing the good news of Jesus with their neighbors and coworkers and and classmates. Or maybe the church is dynamic with small group ministry. Or the children's programming and youth programming is, is out of this world. Or maybe they have a counseling department that just crushes it. See, these are all great things to care about. These are all really good values, right? Like none of them are bad. But chances are a single local church isn't going to be able to express all those values super well. And that that's not an excuse to not work at expanding ministry that's not an excuse to not get better at things and to grow in things it's just a reflection of the reality that that local churches have limitations just like just like people Right, like I, I know this about myself. I'm not great at everything. I'm good at a few things, but I'm not great at everything, and I'm sure that you you could reflect on on your skills and abilities and talents and say the same thing. And so just like people, local churches have limitations, and so um, as local churches, uh, we have to prioritize and be faithful with what God's given us to do and, and who He's calling us to be. And so I would say this. Another thing to consider when looking for a home church is discover what that church cares about, and then see if it aligns with some things that you're caring about. Now, uh, concerning some things that our church, Church of the Well, cares about, I think there's a number of things that our, our church values, um, and I'm not going to list them all, but but I do want to list a few And again these are aspirational which means we haven't arrived at these by any means but they're things we're we're striving for and reaching for and and caring about and valuing and the first one is authenticity at church at the well we we are intentional about creating a come as you are environment in fact our church name itself church at the well comes from this value in the gospel of john chapter 4 we read about Jesus interacting with a Samaritan woman at a well, and this woman um, asked Jesus some questions, and she, she she has some doubts, and she has even some biases toward who Jesus is and what he stands for. And again, in this at this time, um, it it was it was uh, taboo for a Jewish male to talk with a Samaritan female, and so there's all kinds of um, all kinds of boundaries that that Jesus is 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 crossing here to engage this woman, and this woman has some serious questions and doubt, and yet Jesus engages her so well. Um, he makes space for her to be authentic and and just to air her her grievances and her questions, and Jesus ends up revealing himself to her in that conversation, and and so when we were Coming up with a name for our church John chapter 4 played a significant role because we thought wow Could we be the kind of church like that where we could interact with people? Who have questions who have doubts who have bias? against Christianity and and create a safe place for them to come and engage them the way Jesus would the way Jesus does the way Jesus did and so that's a that's a significant value of ours another one is creativity we're convinced that God is creative and that we're created in his image. And, and so we're creative as well. And so we value God's creation. We value God's creativity. And, and we work extra hard to value each other's creative endeavors. And so we have artists' workshops and open mic nights and, and things of that nature that we put on our calendar. But creativity, of course, goes beyond the arts, right? Like you can be a creative problem solver, and so creativity is is more expansive than just the arts and and that's something that we really strive to to care about and value is is creativity. The third thing that our church really cares about is team ministry. And I'll tell you an embarrassing story. When when I was in occupational ministry and first starting out, I was a youth pastor and our church was given a building in downtown of a little town. We, I lived in a town of about 14,000 people, and we were given this building and we turned it into a youth center, a rec center. Uh, it was a drop-in center for high school students uh, after school where they could get some tutoring and just have a safe space to go, and of course we had pool tables and air hockey and ping pong and different rec activities, and then we also had uh, church youth services every Friday night. And these church services for these teenagers would go three hours. We would start at seven and end at ten. And there was a real move of God, um, where we had well over a hundred teenagers attending on Friday nights, and over six hundred from our area that that attended those services. And at that point in my young occupational ministry years, I was convinced that it's best if I just do everything. And so I did I set up all the 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 chairs and the lighting and the multimedia and um I did all the preaching and I led all the worship and I, I did all the prayer ministry. It wasn't uncommon to do prayer ministry for an hour after the service just praying for kids and I, I did everything. And um I remember specifically one time leading worship and we had a few musicians On the stage with me and they were they were uh, teenagers who I was like mentoring and discipling and and uh, the bass player one night was was wasn't playing well he was playing out of out of step with with the rest of the band and not what we had practiced and I found myself reaching my hand back in front of everybody during worship and putting my hands on his bass strings really just embarrassing him (laughs) and myself, quite honestly, in front of this whole gathering of people. And when I did that, I felt the Holy Spirit convict me so much and just stop me in my tracks and say, who do you think you are? Like your job, Adam, is not to, to run everything and do everything the way you want to do it. That, that God had given me the responsibility to to pour into these young people and to unleash them and to develop them, even if they did things different than what I was gonna do, to 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 believe in them and and disciple them and, and just let them let them participate in God's kingdom work. And and I was so convicted by that. And that played a real instrumental role in in my value of, of team ministry. And so some of the ways that that, that's reflected in our church is, you know, most churches our size, they have two, maybe three full-time pastors on staff. We have six pastors on staff, one full-time, which is myself, and then five part-time. And the reason we do that is because we believe that everybody has something significant, a contribution to offer that that's meaningful You'll also notice that we we try to incorporate a multitude of voices in our church services. We'll have someone read scripture. On on Sunday, Patty gave an amazing testimony of how God's healed her and she's cancer-free. Um, we, we, we look for beautiful times like that to celebrate where every voice matters, every part of the body of Christ contributes. Uh, we have discussion groups sometimes during our church service so that people can minister to one another and and, and share what God's doing. I want to read a. a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for you, starting in verse 21, it says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Verse 27 says this, now you are the body of Christ, And each one of you is a part of it. And so just team ministry, that concept, is something we really care about. Uh, mission is something else we care about. Uh, One of the questions we often ask ourselves as pastors and leaders in our church is, would our community miss us if we were gone? That's a great question for a church to ask itself, is would our community miss us if we weren't here? And I'm not sure the answer to that question is yes quite yet, uh, but we have a deep desire to be a blessing to our community, to serve the marginalized and care about justice and, and demonstrate the love of Christ in our community. Um, and Then one last thing that I'll share that we have been ultra-focused on the last few years is being disciples and making disciples of Jesus. A disciple is simply somebody who in the words of John Mark Comer who's a, who's an author and a pastor from the west coast that 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 I read and appreciate he says that a disciple is somebody who wants to be with Jesus become like Jesus and do what Jesus did and that's that's their vision statement for their church called Bridgetown be with Jesus become like Jesus and do what Jesus did you know, Jesus' last words to his original followers were to go make disciples. And so we want to take that seriously as a church. Um, but one thing we're recognizing is that a one hour church gathering every Sunday might not be enough to do that. Uh, another pastor who I have great respect and admiration for is Rich Velotis, who pastors a church in Queens, New York. And he, he says this. If Jesus spent eight hours a day, every day, for three years with his disciples, he would have spent over 8,000 hours with them. And after all that time, they still had major gaps. One hour a week will never change people. We need a life that abides in him with the support of others. And, and man, I say amen and amen to that, that, that our church wants to be highly committed to learning how to practice the way of Jesus together in community. Uh, we don't want the majority of, of our spiritual practice to take place between 10 and 11 a.m. on Sunday. It has to be more expansive, right? And so we've been ultra-focused on how do we become disciples of Jesus outside of just an hour on Sunday? And how do we make disciples of Jesus like, like Jesus told us to do? And so those are just a few things that we're caring about right now as a church. And I'm guessing that you're caring about some of those same things or you wouldn't be here at part of our church. And so I'll just wrap up by saying this. We are so glad God's placed you here with us during this stretch of your journey. And let's let's do this. Let's care about these things together and see what God does. Amen? Let's care about these things together and see what God does. Well, on Sunday, um, we broke off into some small groups for some discussions and, um, and then some time of prayer together. We're not able to do that online, of course, but I was wondering if I could just close us with a time of prayer and pray, pray a blessing on on you. Let's pray. heavenly father we we thank you that jesus is building his church and that he has invited us to be participants as messed up as we are hypocrites in transition uh you invited us and we want to be faithful to that calling and i pray for my friends who maybe there's friends here who who've been burned by church or they're looking for a church home and and they just don't know the questions to ask i pray god that that this sermon today would would give them some tools Would give them, provide them with some encouragement, um, and and convince them, God, that it's a worthwhile endeavor, because the church is something that Jesus is building, and and we want to be part of it. But Lord, also the church is comprised of imperfect humans, and so there's there's limitations, and there's 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 pitfalls, and there's yeah, there's baggage. So God, I pray that you would help us all as we journey together in this pursuit of finding home, finding a home church. And I pray a special blessing on my friends who are listening right now. God, that you would fill their hearts with courage to, to find a, a local church that, that that fits this season of life that they're in, that you would use that local church to be a blessing to them and that, that you would use them to be a blessing to that local church and contribute to that local church. God, we thank you for all the work you're doing and for the invitation to be part of it. We give you all the praise and the glory for all the things that are happening in our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, friends. Hey, just a reminder, we're back at Main Street Landing next week. Um, So we'll see you there for worship. Listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.